Hola, mi amigos and amigas. I'm back from Mexico and man, I had one kick-ass vacation. And as if I didn't get enough Mexican food or stuffing myself silly with tacos and tortillas and all the most amazing fish on the planet, I decided I needed to go get a taco for lunch today. So that's how my day's going. On today's episode, we have somebody that I've been kind of following for a while. We're bringing on Promise from Go Live HQ. She is such a girl boss and she's such a joy. And this episode warmed my heart. She talked about some amazing, amazing, really awesome issues from kind of her marriage to her story, to what it means to give back as a small business and really kind of the fundamental aspect of why she started Go Live HQ. For those of you that don't know, Go Live HQ is an amazing, amazing business that actually creates and designs templates for Squarespace websites. The thing that's amazing about Go Live is that number one, you can go ahead and buy your own type of template, pick one out on their website, and then they actually teach you how to build it through a series of videos. I actually did this for both Ekis Marketing's website and the Influence website. It's amazing. I think I was able to get it done. I mean, I probably took like a full month of tweaking, but like I think I was able to actually get it done within like five days. We've actually built a couple of them for family members of mine because we choose not to do websites because we're not amazing at it. But it honestly took us, I think, like three days. One of our team members was able to knock them out. So they have these awesome tutorials, these videos. The other thing they do is that you can actually hire them to design a custom template and website for you. They're unbelievable. Their branding, their aesthetic is unparalleled. And it's, again, it's, she's promise is just a total creative and somebody that I really enjoyed speaking with and also to someone that I really enjoyed meeting. So I'm really excited for you guys to kind of hear her side of the story, hear about what it means to launch a small business, you know, that created this awesome, awesome need. And then also just to kind of hear her talk about giving back. She really dives into this beautiful message of, you know, what it means to be a small business, you know, how much it takes to really make a small business and then kind of what inspires and drives her to continue with it. So this is just a great episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. And without further ado, Miss Promise. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hello and welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes and I'm here with the fabulous Promise Tangeman from Go Live HQ. Promise, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be joining you today. 
I'm so excited to have you on. In fact, we were just chatting a little bit before this interview and I've just been a big fan of everything that you've done. I mean, your design, your style, everything with the simplicity of just go live and everything you guys have really put into it. Um, and in fact, I've actually used you guys for both of my websites. Yes. And they look great. <laughs> they look amazing. <laughs> Thanks to you guys. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, you know, I really want to hear your story. I was doing a little bit of research on you before, but I mean, it just sounds like you really kind of tapped into something that was such a need. Um, tell us a little bit how you got started with Go Live. Yeah. So currently right now I'm the CEO and creative director. Um, and just a little background about what we do. We do graphic and web design, um, mostly for creative entrepreneurs, girl bosses, um, female-owned small businesses. So that's been really fun. We're an all-female team. So naturally, a lot of female-owned businesses are attracted to us because they're like, oh, they just get what we're looking for and what we're trying to do. So that's been such a fun niche to dive into. We sell website templates and we create tutorials and resources to help people build their websites on their own if they have like a smaller budget or the more the DIY type. And then we also do custom websites for bigger brands or people that are just ready to take their business and their website presence to the next level. Like maybe they've already done it on, um, you know, launched their website on their own. And so they're, they're ready to like take that next step. So we do custom designs. And then one fun kind of niche that we've fallen into is we create websites for our clients and launch them very fast. <laughs> we have like um, a five day process. So we build design and launch the website in five days. Um, and so that's been just a really fun niche to land in and then also to feel like, you know, we can really help people transform their businesses and, and the success of their, of their brands through getting their website up and launched. So that's been super fun. Yeah. I mean, that's insane that you guys literally take five days. Like how did you, how did you kind of find that like magic, you know, secret sauce of getting it done so quickly? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's taken a while to dial in our process just so, you know, everything is kind of lined up and everyone knows what to expect. And we're just able to work really quickly in that way. And it all comes down to like systems and processes. And I think what inspired me, um, in the beginning of, of, you know, of, creating this business and doing it in the five days is, um, and this, this is actually why we call it go live as well. Um, you know, I have a history in doing web design. I graduated with the design degree and I was doing a lot of design and web stuff online. And even just looking at like some other web design agencies and, you know, trying to build my own business and looking at what other people are doing. And one thing that I noticed was design agencies were taking like six months to a year to launch a website. And for me, you know, I'm a small business owner and I'm like, we just don't have that time to yeah. waste because your website is your digital front door. It's your marketing tool. And then to have that, you know, sit in limbo for six months to a year, like we just don't have that time. So, you know, as, as time progresses, I feel like the client designer relationship tends to get strained a bit because, you know, you're not getting back to me and I'm not getting you the stuff that you need. And when are you going to send me your copywriting? And it's like kind of, it just, the excitement dwindles. And so I was like, there's gotta be a way that we can totally dial this in. So the excitement stays high. Everyone's excited. Everyone feels bought in and engaged in moving forward. Like this is going somewhere. So we're all on the bus. So that's kind of the, kind of the inception, I guess, of go live. And so the reason we call it go live is because, you know, we actually 
I actually believe in going live with people's websites. So it's all about launching. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's amazing that you kind of tapped into that kind of small business aspect. And I mean, that's, we, I think I, I think I designed like one website for my family and it, man, it was just, it was so difficult. And I love that you talk about like the timeliness and the client strain and like, you just saw this need for it. So what keeps you, you know, like, what's the passion behind all this? You are clearly such a creative, you know, what keeps you really designing and doing what you're doing? Number one is as a creative, as like more of an individualist, I love expressing myself. I really loved the aspect that I could create a corner of the web that represented someone. And I remember I got started on MySpace. I was like designing my MySpace page. All cool. This is totally dating me. (laughs) Um, But I had like the cool background, the music, and my profile (laughs) picture like matched the background. And um, so cool. Yeah. And then my friends were like, oh, can you make me? Uh, my MySpace page too. So that's really where I developed my passion for just creating unique corners of the web in a way. And then I would say like the other thing that I just love so much is helping people launch what they love, you know? And I think that comes back to me being a small business owner. And I've realized how my, how running and owning my business has changed my life. And so I love helping people launch a dream into the world and being able to see it literally change their lives because you know, a lot of times, um, the people that we're seeing, you know, um, they're able to quit their full-time job or double or triple their income. Or, you know, we have single moms that are able to work from home and support their family through their business. And a lot of that comes down to a successful website. So that's really what gets my whole team and I just so excited. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys totally tap into like the branding aspect too. And I think that's something where even, you know, when we looked at you to design our website, that was something that made you guys so different. It was that you had such a beautiful brand and you were able to help people who maybe don't have all that much experience in brand development or, you know, overall digital aesthetic. You were really able to help them create something that was beautiful and that was going to come off and be so different from any other website or blog out there. That's cool. Yeah. We love doing that. I think that's, that's really, that's the paycheck for us <laughs> getting to see that come alive online. So for yeah. sure. So like what ways or like, let me back up. Who was someone that really inspired you to launch this? Cause I mean, this was, this could not have been an easy brand and business to launch. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would say it like, took, it was definitely, definitely took a while to get where it is now. And I think my husband has played a really big role. I think he believed in me even, you know, even more than I believed in myself. And through each step, you know, I feel like the business has grown very slowly and something my dad always taught me growing up. And it was mostly with like dating relationships. He would always say what starts fast ends fast. And so I was always like, okay, well, yes, I want to get my website up and launch. So I'm able to, able to use my website as a marketing tool, but the business itself, as it grows and expands, I want to make smart choices and I want to do it over time. So I feel like with each step, the business has morphed into, into something else. And then it has become what it is today. Like it started as a side hustle. I had a full-time job and I was blogging some of my web design and design projects. You know, I was like moonlighting and then doing it on the weekends and, Um, that's really where it started, you know, to taking it full time and then adding team members and then kind of rebranding it and rethinking it and educating and all that. So yeah, but my husband has been 
the backbone, the person who's been encouraging me, who brainstorms with me. He's not part of the business, but he might as well be because he <laughs> loves, he loves ideas and loves like creative thinking. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's fun to do life with somebody who just believes in yourself more than you do, I guess, in some ways. Oh my gosh. I love that. You guys sound like the, you know, like hashtag couple goals. I yeah. love that. Oh yeah. We have loved being married. Like some, you know, every now and then we'll hear from people like, Oh, you know, everyone says the first years is we've been married for almost 10 years now, but everyone, when we first got married, everyone's like, Oh yeah. You know, the worst year, the first year is the hardest year and you'll be able to move on from there. And we're like, we're, I only feel like we've pushed each other forward in our own, in our lives and marriage has only made us better. So it's been, it's been really fun. Wow. That's so awesome. I love that you guys kind of inspire each other and things like that. And as well yeah. as like, you're like, yeah, we love being married. That's so yeah. cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. So like, tell us a little bit about, you know, I really wanted to have you on this show because number one, you also have a, I mean, you have go live and it's beautiful yeah. and it's awesome. And I feel like you guys are really taking kind of the digital space by storm. I feel like every day I'm seeing another one of your websites pop up or I'm starting to recognize, okay, you know, that must have come from this template or whatnot. But tell us about your other business, Designer Vacay. Yeah. So Designer Vacay is exclusively for graphic and web designers. And it's a small event, you know, back when I started my business in 2010, there wasn't a lot of females in the web design space. And so my business partner and I, her name's Alyssa, we became friends online and she was just coming through my town on a vacation and reached out and said, would you like to get together? Um, and so we did. And then through that relationship, you know, she, we would call each other every now and then if we were having like a difficult client or something we wanted to talk through. And cause she did the same thing as me. She was a, a graphic designer. And then we realized, you know, maybe we should put a group together because we need more of this in our lives. Like we need to be able to yeah. talk to other women who are in the same space that, that, that are dealing with some of the same things we are. And so we put out an invite to, um, 25 other female graphic designers that we knew across the country. And we just said, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to meet in Palm Springs. Like we don't really know what's going to happen, but we'd love for you to come. And so all 25 girls came and that's what, what started designer vacate. And then every year after that, it pretty much doubled in size. And we started, you know, by invite only just saying like, Hey, um, we'd love to have you come again next year. You can invite um, a friend or two that you think would be a good fit with this. And again, it was little by little, we didn't set out to make like this huge conference, but we just were like, Hey, let's grow this community. Let's, and every year we're like, well, in what ways can we take it to the next level? So, um, so now it is kind of an anti-conference if you could say that. And it's in <laughs> Palm Springs every year at the ACE and it's two days of networking, laying by the pool, talking, talking shop, talking about design and, um, drinking margaritas. And it's definitely more of a, like a person, like a hangout more than it is uh, really packed with content, but we do have some great speakers and some community dinners together and some fun activities that we do. So yeah, it's been, it's been really rewarding just to see, the connections that people have made and even where, where as a female design community, we've been able to like see, see it grow and, um, see so many more female designers pop up too. And yeah, through the event, we've had lots of, um, people starting their own businesses together and finding their design BFFs and yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. That's so awesome. I mean, first off, 
great choice for the Ace. That's like my favorite oh, yeah. hotel in Palm Springs. Oh, we love it. Perfect. And also too, I mean, like the fact that you, one of the things that I noticed, there were two things that I absolutely love. The fact that you showcase all the designers that are like joining you. I mean, like that's when I, I was like looking at that and I was like, holy hell, like this is a great place to literally just go look at designers. Like there's <laughs> yes. so many. And then also to the convince your boss deck, it literally made me start laughing. I was like, this is also such an ingenious idea that you guys literally like put together, like what to expect, you know, why, you know, you should be able to like send your, you know, your graphic designer out there, or give them a retreat or something like that. I was like, this is so cool. I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. And I think that was a huge surprise to us. I remember one year, um, we, we were so surprised because we had started this as, you know, the girls were mostly running their own businesses or freelance or wanting to take their own business to the next level. But then one year we had half of the attendees were in-house designers. Oh, wow. Like, oh my gosh. Like this is a whole new demographic that we were top, tapping into that we didn't know we were attracting. And so that's when we were like, okay, you know, we need to put together some more resources so that more in-house design teams can come and then that their boss also can see this as valuable and <laughs> to send them. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. Totally. So what's on the horizon for go live and even designer vacay? I mean, is there anything you guys are kind of up to right now? Any big things that are going to be going on? Yeah, I think if I'm just speaking candidly, I think for us for designer vacay, I mean, you know, a lot of work goes into that event, but it has literally just been a labor of love mm. for Alyssa and I. And so I think for us, you know, figuring out how we can make it profitable so then we can continue to pour our time and our re in our resources in, into creating the event, you know, cause I take time out of go live to be able to do designer vacay. And so does Lissa with her own business. So, um, so yeah, I think for designer vacay, how do we make this thing profitable? <laughs> um, because right now it really is a labor of love. I think th there's so many other things that we get from the event, networking, relationships, rela relaxation. Um, we get to experiment with ideas and dreams and, and all that. So all those are very valuable, but I think for us, especially, as each of us, you know, have our own families and stuff that we're looking to support. It's like, okay, probably need to figure out how to make this event more profitable. Um, and then with Go Live, I feel like we've been really passionate about education and teaching and helping people um, kind of master marketing online. These days, yeah. I feel like, these days, I feel like people don't expect just a website anymore. They think, you know, when they think of a website, they think of, digital marketing and how do I slay online? And so our team has, you know, put our heads together. So we're trying to figure out ways that we can release courses and resources and other materials to teach people how to have a profitable business online, because it really is more than a website. Yes. Your website is your marketing tool, but it is the pathway to so many other things and, you know, social media and email marketing and all of that really plays a role in getting clients and customers. So yeah, I feel like I'm really passionate about taking that to the next level. I don't really know where exactly it'll go at this point, but that's definitely where we're headed. I love that. I think that's so awesome. And I love that you guys are like constantly, I don't want to say troubleshooting because that's not the right word, but being like inventive mm -hmm. with ways that you can help people. Oh yeah. I was going to say that was actually a big learning that I have that I had is at, there was a couple years in my business and I was like, when is my business not going to feel like it's in transition? And especially having an online business. And I had to just wake up realize, like one day and realize that have, if you're in the tech space, if you're online, 
your business, your business is always going to be changing and morphing. And so I just better get used to the fact that we're always going to be innovating and dreaming and, and taking the business to the next level. We're never going to like, I was like, Oh, before I was like, Oh, I just can't wait to like, we're just on autopilot and I've got this yeah. whole thing set up, but it's, it's <laughs> never been like that. And so now I'm, now I realize not to expect that, but to always be dreaming and looking at what's next, even when things are working and running on all cylinders. It is kind of like a journey and kind of like a little bit more of like a marathon versus like a sprint, you know, like it's constantly like pivoting and taking a new path and a new opportunity and a new direction. And, um, I love that. I love that you're like, when are we not going to be in transition? And it's like, well, it's it's (laughs) always going to be kind of evolving. I mean, I think that's the name of the game and owning your own business. Totally. And especially online, things change so fast. Oh, so fast. That's actually where I want to go next is, you know, if you could give a couple tips, you know, on being in the digital space or what, you know, some good takeaways or some good value to add for, you know, people that are either starting their own business or running their own business, you know, in the digital space, what would you, what would, what would that advice look like? There is a quote that my team and I, um, always refer back to. And I really feel like it's kind of the ethos of our business and kind of why we do what we do, but it's an Amy Poehler quote. And she (laughs) she says, great people do things before they are ready. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that, that's been my story. I feel like that's been so many of the stories that of people we've worked with and who we're, you know, rubbing shoulders with and alongside, um, you know, there's a lot of people that wait to them, wait for the moons to align in order to, to launch their dream and start doing what they love. Um, and they wait for everything to be perfect and get all their ducks in a row. But that really, that real, that will rarely ever happen. And then you won't be starting your business. So our whole thing is start now, launch now, and then refine as you go, because your website, your business, everything is in progress. And it's like what we mentioned, it's always in transition. So yeah, I think start now, whatever that is, even if it's just one little step, you know, if you don't have an Instagram account, just start an account. You know, if you don't, you don't have a website, like start, just start researching where you think you're going to get one. Like just take the next step and get started. I totally agree. I mean, I think that we, we always are constantly waiting for like, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to get to that one point or we're going to come up with this like one idea. We're going to finally be ready. And it's like, as long as you're like 90% ready, just launch it, just go for it. Like you have to. So I want to kind of dive into, you know, kind of this influencer movement. I feel like you guys probably have such a unique perspective on, you know, the influencer trend and, you know, Mm. people developing all of a sudden this, their careers on Instagram or Facebook and through their blogs. So tell us a little bit about like where you see this influencer movement going. Yeah, that's a really good, a good question. You know, I really feel like everyone, you know, has seen those beautiful pictures on Pinterest and those perfectly styled Instagram photos. And I really feel like people are now more attracted to the rawness and the realness and, and authenticity. And so like even some of the favorite, my favorite Instagrammers that I follow, like they don't have their makeup on when they're doing their stories and they, you know, they don't look all put together and um, you, you kind of see them when you, when they just wake up. And I feel like there's something very relatable to that. And I also feel like, you know, being in the influencer space, having our own like Instagram accounts and social media platforms um, that, you know, it's hard to keep up with things. It's hard to create content when you're always raising the bar with the quality. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, you want to, you want to produce good content, but 
you know, if a picture needs to be, you know, styled like perfectly. Like I remember, um, one of the girls that works for me, we have, um, they have these photo shoots like at once a quarter or so. And I remember her saying, um, her name's Hunter. She was like, I was getting really, really detailed with this one picture that we were taking. And she's like, okay, promise. Let's not spend 10 minutes. This is only one picture. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like that's, you're right. That's only one picture. Like we have way more things we need to tackle. Like let's move on. And so, um, so I think, I think maybe the focus needs to be, and I think people are appreciating when the focus is on the content. And I think the bar will be lowered a little bit in terms of like hi-fi and lo-fi. Like I think people are ready to see more lo-fi stuff if they get to hear more from the person. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it's also more relatable as well. Absolutely. I feel like there is, you know, people really talk about like authenticity in the digital space, you know, and kind mm -hmm. of having, you know, it's so easy to hide behind that screen. It's like you said, it's so easy to curate, you know, good content and beautiful content, especially nowadays when we have things like presets, we have all, you know, we have an app for everything. Yeah. We have, you know, the, yeah, the ability to really almost, it's almost kind of scary, create such a perfectly curated life or a perfectly curated, you know, kind of facade or kind of just image or brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you're, I think you're totally nailed it. Um, I think that the people are really kind of craving a little bit more transparency and a little bit more realness. And I, I agree with you. I totally think we're going to see a little bit of a shift. Yeah. And it's, I feel like this is a really hard time too, because so many things, especially just in the, with the temperature and where, and where we're at politically right now, like so many things are polarizing. Oh, so, yeah. so it's, it's hard to open up and, and share, you know, personal thoughts and opinions on things because it, everything is so polarizing. And so, yeah, I feel like it, it's a struggle and, you know, yeah. and, I, and I feel like a lot of people on Instagram and stuff say everyone shares their highlight reel, but they don't share like what's going on in the moment. But sometimes it's hard to share what's going on in the moment because you don't really know what your, you don't really know where you've landed with where you're at. Like you don't even know what your perspective right. is, where your life is. So then how do you talk about it when you don't really know how to articulate what you're going through or what that means for your life. So yeah, so it's easier to post pretty things. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, and I think you're like touching on something that's like super important too, is that everyone wants this transparency. Everyone wants this authenticity, but we also have, a, like you said, a really polarizing climate right now. And then we also have, you know, I mean, that's scary. Putting yourself out there, talking about things that you believe in, knowing mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe you've created this super large audience, or maybe it's just your family and friends that follow you in the digital space, but you know, you could have backlash. You could have, you know, someone take it negatively and it, it affect you and it affect your life or, you know, their comments or things like that. Like it, it, it's a, it's a scary thing to be super transparent, you know, and it, like you said, it's easier to post pretty photos. It's easier to kind of sidestep that. Yeah. And I feel like I'll, you know, if I, if there's an influencer that, that I'm following, you know, and I see that they've posted something, you know, that they're sharing personally that they believe in or their point of view or something. And then you'll read the comments and they say, stick to fashion or stick to yeah. so-and-so. It's like, okay, like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> Dude, it's like, I mean, that's some, oh man. I mean, that, that's, I do love, it's hard because it's like, we're seeing, we're seeing two really, really kind of different people on the digital space, right? Like you have like your haters or whatever. I mean, like, I yeah. don't even freaking look at YouTube comments anymore because it's like so 
um, unbelievable what people like yeah. just feel like they can write and say. But then you also have things like, you know, like you can sit with us movement and like, you know, the kindness movement and like all these really, really things where it's like, Hey, like it's so, it's such a slippery slope to just kind of hurt somebody or to put them in that position or just put them in that box, you know, and not yeah. treat them like a human being. Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting. I'm glad you touched on that because no one's touched on that yet on the show. And it, I, I totally, it's a total thing. And it's really interesting to kind of unpack. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, because the people that leave those kind of comments are, they really, they're in the cheap seats. Like they're not the ones that are in the position that you're in, um, yeah. sharing that you're sharing. And so like, it's easy to be critical when you're not the one in that position or, um, you know, you're, you're literally in the peanut gallery <laughs> and, you're, <laughs> and you're sharing those things. I yeah. love that. Well, I think that's slippery slope. Totally. Totally. You nailed it. So tell us a little bit about these awesome digital trends right now. Like I, I touched on like presets and apps, but is there anything that you're like totally obsessed with? Like any type of digital trend? I don't know if it's necessarily a trend, but my team is really into, um, we had this, we had a big sale over black Friday and we do a couple big sales throughout the year. Um, and we install a live chat system on our website and Ooh. so, oh, and that's been so fun because customers can log on and live chat with us and we can help them pick a product that, you know, matches what they need. And so that's been really fun. I think to just, <laughs> it, it makes, it makes the online world feel like you're like literally in a brick and mortar shop. Literally, because I can, yeah. yeah, I can, I can log on and see like, oh, there's 48 people on our website right now. So so I would tell my team, like, you guys, if we had a, if we had a, like a little brick and mortar shop, we'd literally have almost 50 people. We'd be so busy right now. <laughs> um, so that's been, yeah, that's been really fun. And then to be able to help people live time and um, also just, you know, see what they're thinking, what kind of questions they have. You get, you can really tap into your target and ideal client when you're able to communicate with them, like in the moment. So that's been really cool. That's so cool. I mean, yes. yeah, I think that we have, we have a couple of them that they just kind of launched on our social media schedulers and it is, it's so much, I mean, I'd rather do that now than pick up the phone and call somebody or, yeah. you know, try to email back and forth. So that's congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so it's glad so that fun. you guys have that feature now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I definitely feel like I know our customers more and it's very, it's a lot more intimate than just, yeah, what you're saying over email. That's been really fun. Oh, for sure. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move into like some like rapid fire questions. These are just like really fun questions. I love, I think one of the most interesting things is like really kind of, I mean, you're this badass CEO, you're this amazing creative. And one of the things I love doing is like just hearing like the, the realness side. So we're going to go into some rap, rapid fire and ask you a couple questions. So just feel free to say whatever comes to mind. Perfect. Okay. What is your favorite Instagram to stalk? I love this in online influencer. Her name's Brighton Keller. And she oh, does like yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And then she also, I love how real she is on our stories. So I love her. Mm-hmm. I follow mostly for the stories. I love that. She's, she's definitely a good one. Yeah. Okay. What about your go-to cocktail? Ooh, I love cocktails. Um, <laughs> I would say, I don't know if a mimosa is considered a cocktail. Maybe it is. But oh, I love mimosas. Yeah. And I love a Manhattan. Those are really good. It's whiskey and sweet, sweet vermouth, bitters, and a cherry. That's like, that's like a really classic cocktail. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And not a lot of people order that. Yeah. I like to order it up 
which means it's shaken with ice and then poured, in, poured into like a martini glass and then there's no ice in it. So it doesn't water down the drink. Wow. So Manhattan, Manhattan up is my favorite. Are you kind of like a fan of craft cocktails? I, I do like craft cocktails for sure. And I also like like sipping whiskey and scotch and bourbon and all that. <laughs> Promise you might be kind of like an old soul. I kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, definitely. I, I, I can, I love a good, a good sipping bourbon. That's amazing. Um, I got to ask you, are you a cigar fan too? No, I haven't gotten into, into any of that yet. So, okay. I was just wondering, I had to go yeah. there. I, I could see how those would go together for sure. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my parents' favorite dates, and they're not they don't smoke, they don't really drink, um, and they they went to like a cigar whiskey lounge or something like that, and they would dip the ends of the cigar into like a really oh. really fine whiskey, oh. and then smoke the cigar. Wow! And my mom was like, yeah, like I, she's like, I don't like really like. She's like, I don't like smoke like that. She's like, I would never have done it without your dad there, but like we did it and it was like the best date they've ever been on. So if you're, if you're daring. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Okay. So what about your favorite reality TV show? Well, I have to say The Bachelor. No, oh, I love that. I think well, I, I I am getting a little like, okay, this is, kind of, this is kind of the same thing every time. Right? <laughs> but I think mostly I like getting together with girlfriends and, you know, having a glass of wine. and Yeah, you kind of get hooked though. into it. Like, you know what's going to kind of happen, but then like you just, you get hooked. <laughs> yes. And then you totally. can't stop. I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you on it. Who is, do you have a favorite bachelor or bachelorette? I don't. No. <laughs> I don't. That's okay. I'm, I'm going to have to say, uh, let's see. My favorite contestant was Robbie because I got to meet oh, yeah. him. He's a big sweetheart. Oh, that's cool. My favorite girl is Jojo. I'm a pretty big fan. Oh, of yeah. Jojo. Jojo's great. Yeah. She's the best. 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Are you a podcast listener? Yeah, I'm kind of hit, hit or miss. I feel like I don't have a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis, but like if I have a flight or a drive or something, um, then I'm usually, I usually like load myself up with some podcasts that I'm, that I'm interested in, in listening to. I know my team loves, um, Jenna Kutcher's gold digger. Mm, so so she's, good. Got, she's got some great episodes on there and, um, it's fun just to hear from another female entrepreneur who mm -hmm. isn't like, she's not like a big company that, um, but she's more of like, oh, I can relate to her because, um, she's kind of doing what I'm, what I'm doing or what I aspire to do. Um, yeah. and she breaks, she breaks it down really simply and easy to understand too. So. Yeah, for sure. I know I've, I love hers. I'm a big fan of work party work party oh, yeah. right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really cool how, like you said, there's like, there's like that relatability and also too, I mean, just the value that these, these women provide is it's so nice. I mean, thinking back to when I had to like file my first like LLC, I was like, like, I, I didn't know how to go about it. I literally had to like Google search it and research it. And now it's like, I mean, one of the first episodes of work party, they brought on a lawyer to literally break down the different types of businesses that you can file and how to do it. It was, Ugh. I was like, the this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. The resources these days. Right. So, so helpful. I know. Yeah, so exactly. great. Oh, isn't she? Yeah. She's really, really cool. 
I love her. It's the best. I went to the, my first Create and Cultivate in LA and I was honestly, it was one of the best events hands down I've ever been to. <gasps> cool. I know the decor and everything is to die for. Oh yeah. She's got something special. Create and Cultivate is definitely something special. Yeah. Um, okay. So what about, do you have like a favorite business owner or business owner that like you look up to? Yeah. And she's a really good friend of mine. Her name's Jasmine Starr. Oh, I love yeah. her. Yeah. She's just a great social media influencer. And then she's a brilliant marketing. She's a marketing genius. Um, oh. So yeah, she, and she's just so, she has, she's the whole package. You know, she's beautiful. She's smart. She's witty. She can rattle off. Like if you ask her a question anywhere, like on stage or on a podcast or right in front of you, like she's just so well-spoken and she's very articulate. And um, I just, I always learn so much from her and, and she's one of my dearest friends. So um, she inspires me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. She's, um, she actually, I think came down to an event down here in San Diego and, um, she actually might be doing something on this podcast. I cannot say for sure, but oh, I've been following her for a while and she's really rad. She's oh, awesome. cool. Yeah. We've been working together for, oh, over 10 years. Wow. I've been doing her website. And so that's really where our relationship started is she started as a client. So it's been fun to see that relationship turn more into a friendship. Although, you know, we, I still do her website, <laughs> or collaborate on a business level, but yeah. Those are the best kind of relationships. I mean, when you have somebody that you're inspired by and somebody that you can work with, and then even have someone that you can bounce ideas off while still having kind of a kind of really unique friendship. I mean, there's, it's really special. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of the dream too, is when your clients can become your friends. For sure. I love <laughs> that's, that. That's so fun. I love that. That's awesome. So do you have like a self-love or wellness practice or like morning routine that you do? Oh, well, I love, I tend to have like, I don't know if it's, if it's anxiety necessarily, but I call it angst where I'm just like, I feel restless inside. Mm -hmm. So I love CrossFit workouts. I feel like those really help me kind of get like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it aggression, but it's like kind of the angst out. Yeah. And then everything for the day feels a lot easier. And then the other thing I love is I love vacations. <laughs> <laughs> like I love going on vacation for a week, unplugging. I usually like it like out of the country, you know, when I can say, oh, I don't have good reception here. Like just to totally unplug. I adore that you just said that. I think that yeah. that is so important. And you know what? I, I just actually just told you, I got back from a vacation to Mexico and I, I went with my best friend and I, she looks at me halfway through and she's like, you haven't posted a photo. Like she's like, yeah. you haven't, she's like, you don't, she's like, you haven't even posted a story, Whitney. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my God, you're right. And I was like, wait, but like, this is, and that's so unnatural for me. I mean, I have, I have like one of my guy friends even was talking to me and he's like, your stories are so over the top. He's like, you do like a hundred in a day. So the mm -hmm. fact that I went from like 100 miles an hour to zero, like in a weekend and just completely released and was not on my phone. and was just like in the sand, soaking it up, like in the water, in the pool. It was good. Oh, it was so nice. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's actually something that I, um, that I talk to people on a regular basis about is taking vacations. And I think a lot of times, um, sorry if I'm, if I'm distracting us. <laughs> no, no, please. Uh, no, I want to hear uh, about this. A lot of times, um, I think people think that a vacation and I, 
I think they're very distinct. A vacation and a trip are very different in, mm -hmm. in my opinion, especially as a business owner, you have to take a vacation while you're unplugging and where, where like literally you don't have to be anywhere for that day, except for like whenever you want to go there. I think a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, they're taking a trip over to New York to visit family or to visit, you know, friends and stuff. And I think, yes, that's fun, but that's a trip. And sometimes people can come back more exhausted than they were when they left. And so for me, a vacation is when you can truly unplug. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we've been, or I've been traveling a ton for work lately and it, it is, it's hard because, you know, we'll, we'll usually do some PR or we'll do an interview or, you know, we'll go work with a couple brands or go take a couple meetings. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're posting, or you're doing brand deals or you're doing all these different, like you're looking every different direction that it, it, it is work. It's not, it's not like you said, like literally not doing anything or not having to be somewhere or not having to show up. Yeah. And that's something too, where I feel like, again, kind of being in this new digital space and really having our bread and butter in social media, it feels like we're constantly on. It feels like we're constantly on the phone. We're constantly, you know, reviewing everything or having to post or, I mean, I'm saying with you guys, I'm sure like the emails, you know, talking with clients, you know, traveling, doing all this stuff. It's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Vacations. Vacations. <laughs> Vacations. <laughs> Everyone needs one. I love Yes. That. Yes. Well, you've been seriously such an amazing guest and I, I loved hearing your story and hearing about your husband. That was so sweet and everything like that. I wanted to ask you, a couple last questions. Part of the reason why we started, and I say this on every episode, but part of the reason why we started Under the Influence podcast was because we really wanted to kind of break down, number one, what it, what's happening in the digital space with influencers, but also too, how we can be really observing the social good. You know, there's mental health, you know, disabilities that are coming out now because of social media. There's a lot of, there's a lot of negativity that can be around social media and with even in, in within the digital space. And I know we touched on that a little bit about kind of the people that are leaving the mean comments and things like that. So I wanted to ask you, number one, how do you, how do you feel like as a business, you guys can be a really positive influence on your community? That's a good question. Something that my husband and I were really, like when I started the business, something we were really dedicated and committed to was giving back through the business. Yeah. And so I really feel like that when, when business owners think about giving, I feel like it can really change your outlook and your perspective on life and about people. You know, I, there's been some really unfortunate circumstances where I've worked with clients and I'm like, really, that's how you're going to treat my team. Who's gone above and beyond to do what we, you know? And so sometimes you, you, you get a glimpse into how other people's inner workings are or how their mind thinks in running a business. And it's like, wow, like that is just, that's shocking that you would stoop to those measures in some ways to get where you are today. Um, but I really feel like having a giving mentality really disarms, um, I don't know, any like negative like projections, I think. And it helps you reframe and retool the way you see your life and your business and, the, and then the way you respond to others. So I, I, I love giving back. Um, 
So we have an organization that we give to um, my husband and I, it's called Harvest India, and they do amazing things in India. They take care of the orphans and the elderly, and they install wells in the community and distribute food and, and like so much more. And so we've committed to a certain percentage of the revenue that comes in. So the more money we make, the more money we give. Um, and we have about 15 other nonprofits that we give to as well that these organizations are run by, you know, our friends, or we've been, min we've been ministered to, um, through these organizations. So the end of the year is always a really exciting time for us because, and it's always really rewarding because we get to make those significant gifts to those organizations. And I feel like it just really puts your life in perspective, just really, you know, promotes giving and sharing and loving rather than, um, receiving and taking in. Um, you know, owning a business, some, some business owners can be really selfish with, with what they bring in, but I love empowering, I love empowering women and people who want to give back because somebody is going to make the money that you're making. And, you know, I would, I would hope it would be like, I would hope it would be us because we're going to be giving it back, you know? And so, oh yeah. Um, so anyway, I think, I think as small business owners, we just have such a power in, um, changing, changing our mental state and also changing the community, you know, in our city and, and, and across the world too. So I, a lot of potential. yeah. And I mean, I think that that's something too, that I, you know, I love that you guys give back like that. that, that what was the organization called again? We give to harvest India is like the main harvest. organization. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll put that in the show notes. That sounds amazing, but I totally agree with you. I think that you know, I think that again, being in the digital space and things like that, we kind of almost now have this really weird kind of like responsibility to showcase, you know, to showcase what we're doing to give back to the community or what we're doing to be a little bit bigger than, you know, just the profit or just the work or, you know, what exactly what we're doing. So I think that's, I think that's an amazing thing that you guys are doing. And it makes me so happy that, you know, businesses like you guys are really giving back and taking full advantage of how to kind of make the world a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's a, it's, we love doing it. So I feel like it's really, it's really, we're able to serve not only our customers, but also people across the world. So it's really rewarding. Absolutely. So if we can land on your, just one last piece of like your best business piece of advice, especially, you know, starting your own small business and really launching it to what it is today. What would that piece of advice be? Um, I think it would go along the lines of starting now, getting started. Don't be intimidated. Don't see like what, what all that you have to do and what's all in front of you, but just take the next step. I think sometimes we can get paralyzed by the future and about, you know, all the things you have to accomplish in order to get to a certain a certain place, but just taking the next step. And I think, you know, like I shared earlier in my story, I feel like one, you know, I've cultivated and crafted and taken care and been a good steward of like this little one thing. And then that thing leads to another thing. And that thing leads to another thing and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. You can really master each little step as you, as you take it. And so I really, I think the company that I've built is really sustainable and it's going to be long-term because I've taken one little step at a time. So, wow. Yeah, just getting started. Getting started, taking that. one step. <laughs> Get started. I love that. Well, yeah. Promise, thank you so much for your time today and just like opening up your heart to us and just sharing your stories and everything. I mean, you've been, you've been awesome and I'm so excited 
for this episode. I feel like there's so much value, but I think especially too, I loved hearing you kind of give back and talking about that message. I feel like that's so important. That's really what this podcast is all about is really kind of diving deeper and really kind of, again, like going under the influence and talking about that social good. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Whitney.